If you want to tell an authentic leader, let it be someone that can admit to their mistakes. Get motivated. Get inspired. Get involved. Transform your potentials. The discovery of self is the birth of leadership. It's Navigate with ID. Thursdays from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. right here on Lagos Talks 91.3. I will not say I was born with, with silver spoon. I was not born with any spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't born with a spoon. Let, let me say, was let me say plastic spoon. Gold, gold, gold spoon. I don't know what you're talking about. Follow ID on Twitter and Instagram at ID Enang. Navigate with ID on Thursdays. Thursdays is brought to you by MTN. This is Navigate with ID. Welcome, my dear friends, to Navigate with ID. Always a pleasure to share with you. And at a time like this, especially when we've just done about a week into the new year, what can I say? It's still very apt to say Happy New Year. May this year bring you all the very best in you and all the very best that the society expects of you. And I know that each and every one of us will ultimately get to that place called there. I'm grateful to God for this opportunity and also grateful to MTN for providing the platform and Lagos Talks, of course, to express that which we we want to share and make us better people. Friends, on the Tuesday edition, I had two distinguished um, abros of mine who came into the studio with me, uh, Maiwa and uh, Naya Kuyoro. Brilliant uh, ladies who I termed Serena and Venus. And somehow, some of you were able to decode. I hope you found the session very, very interactive and also stimulating. The construct of what we are looking at is within the ambits of the theme of our conference that is coming up on the 25th of January, titled and themed, Building a Sustainable Future. I want to take a cursory look at that theme and I want to bring in a dimension of it which I think will help you and I on this trajectory of looking at sustainability and the future. Now, in this regard, my attention is really focused at the micro, small, and medium enterprises, what we call MSMEs. And by extension, I'm also speaking to employees, those who are waking up, early morning, those who have to go a 9 to 5 or 8 to 5 or whatever dimension of 8 hours they need to put in as employees to put in into some venture called work. And so I want to bring in an interesting spin to it and that spin is about intrapreneurship. Intrapreneurship. To build a sustainable future it is important that individuals within a business will take direct responsibility for turning ideas into profitable finished products. And the only way they can do that is through assertive risk-taking and innovation. Today, the buzzword is entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. But I want to challenge a lot of you that are listening to me right now to say, in getting into that future that you desire, you need to start training and building your employees or colleagues or partners to becoming entrepreneurs. So they are internally groomed people that are looking at the business very differently. So it means that you need to get every employee of your business and give them some freedom and support to create new products, to create new ideas, to create 
a synthesis of things that would help the business. Listen, my dear friends, many of us are sitting today and wondering, why is my business not growing? On the other hand, you have people that are working with you. They see opportunities daily. They see a place where they could affect change. But because of your attitude as a boss, because of your attitude as a business owner, because of your ill treatment of them, they choose to be mom. Guess who suffers? You suffer because the business suffers. But I want to tell you about building a sustainable future can start today in this new decade. You can look at your business and say, my turnover is currently 10 million. I bet you at the turn of the decade, that turnover could be a billion. What do you need to do differently? And that's why I keep harping on the fact that come the 25th, those are the things we're going to be talking about on how we want to sustainably drive not just our careers, but our businesses and ultimately become a productive set of people. So imagine if an employee of a certain corporation, a certain organization, a certain micro, small, medium setting is given freedom and support to create new products, to create services, to create systems, and then it doesn't have to follow the corporation's usual routines or protocol. What do you think will happen? What would happen is that it will become an ideas bank. Now, people working from within a company are the best set of people to accelerate change because they are continuously driving the business benefits. That for me, friends, is what I mean by intrapreneurship. So you're going to be wondering, where did this man get the word from? So what is intrapreneurship? It is acting like an entrepreneur within the larger organization or a business. Whatever place, wherever you work, you can act like an entrepreneur. You can act like the owner. You might look at it and say, my job is just to come to work every morning. I get paid to sweep the floor. Yes, you get paid to sweep the floor, but are you thinking like the owner? The term intrapreneur is derived from a combination of intra or internal and entrepreneurship. Intrapreneurs are usually highly self-motivated, proactive, and action-oriented people who are comfortable with taking the initiative even within the boundaries of an organization in pursuit of an innovative product or service. But one of the things they need is the enabling environment. That's why I'm saying to you, every single of you that are working for businesses, the time has come for you to have a switch in your mindsets. Stop going to work as someone who's pursuing just a career. You can, within your career, become an entrepreneur, and tomorrow you can morph easily to become an entrepreneur. All you need to do is to have the right mindset. What is the right mindset? Entrepreneurship is an individual's ability to be inventive and entrepreneurial within the parameters of an organization. Being inventive requires the freedom to pursue ideas and develop them. Oh, you're going to give me all the excuses why it doesn't work. You have a terrible boss. You have a boss who does not allow you to think. You have a manager who is always on your toes. Okay, the environment in your office is toxic. Do you know that we complain a lot more times than we find solutions? And many of us live in this little cloud of ourselves. They become myths and after that self-fulfilling prophecies. Sometimes it's not even your boss that is stopping you, but you have this mind trap that your boss does not like you. 
or the business does not allow people to move. I hear all kinds of corridor talk. During the times I used to have the privilege of working in organizations. But for me, I never say no. I never would sit in the pedestal that it's not possible. For me, I will always confront issues. Confront them not with an arrogant stance, but with a stance to ask to know. So I ask questions. Now, asking questions puts you in a place where you become the informant. At the same time, you become informative. Because someone has granted you the privilege of answering your questions, he has raised you to the pedestal of being informative, and then you transmit that to another, and that makes you an informant. When you become an informant, it means that you have been given the freedom to pursue and to take the ideas and develop them. That is what an entrepreneur does. Entrepreneurial attitude requires a total focus on commercializing ideas. Any idea you have that cannot bring about profit is as better for you to give it to an NGO. Know that it's for the common good. Know that it's just for serving the people. But the minute you work in an organization where everything has to delve around customer value, solutions, something, somewhere, somebody has to pay for it. So what is it I'm, I'm trying to say here? I'm trying to say, friends, that the growth of an entrepreneurial culture is what is going to help us move our businesses, move our careers to sustainable places. Sustainability is inherent when you are innovative, when you are adaptable, when you are sitting in the place where um, like you marry technology, which is a trend now and into the future, you bring that and fuse it into your business to make it more efficient. You are able to take people and applications and you are able to progress within a progressive context and process. So what do I mean? I'm saying that an entrepreneur is the company's entrepreneur. So if you have a business today, don't even imagine it that your security man can become an office assistant. Let me tell you a personal story. I'm sure the gentleman must be listening now. I have a gentleman who joined us about two years ago in my company uh, at Corporate Shepherds. When we hired him, we hired him to man the gates as our security uh, officer, if you lack of a better word. And the minute he came in, three months into it, my manager and I sat down and I said, listen, I see the way this young man is bringing some rigor to the work. I think we should expand his responsibilities. Just about that time, we had an issue around us because the previous security company we had hired, the staff, you know, sometimes you can get the wrong guys to do the wrong things. So we had to fire them. And so when this guy came in, we noticed that everything we are looking for in terms of values resided in this young man. And instantly, what I said to my manager was, I'm looking at two years from now, this gentleman should actually get to the position of being an office assistant. Now, to a lot of people that come to the office then, they'll see him as the security officer manning the gates. But what was the first step that we did? The first test and step was to move him and I called him and said, hey, you need to become a facility assistant. What do I mean? 
you would supervise and make sure that the office and the entire premises is clean. You will ensure that anything that has to do with the generator, anything that has to do with the premises, all of that will be your responsibility. Your responsibility is not just about manning the gate. So we moved him from looking at security to facility. And he automatically switched into that mode. And I said to him, security is just one of the functions expected of a facilities officer. Today, as I speak to you, he has not only moved into that role as facility officer, he has actually stepped in to carrying the office of the office assistant. What do I mean? Today, he goes to the VAT office to file. Today, he goes around to take on other responsibilities as an office assistant. At the same time, he's also managing the facility. What happened to his income? That, in its own sense, that has risen almost doubled, if not doubled. Now, that is an entrepreneur. But the guy is able to see that you're growing an entrepreneurial culture because you're looking forward to grooming. So it's very easy now to get some other person to step into the role of a security officer and he will supervise such a person. Do you create such environments? Now, most times we think that entrepreneurial grace is only for the executive level of the organization. The answer is no. If you are sitting in a role now and you are just a junior staff, if you think you are a junior staff, God forbid, you will die as a junior staff. But if you see yourself as a potential chairman, CEO, you will necessarily begin to make steps to get you to where you want to be. And it starts from you being an intrapreneur. You will be concerned about the things that the company will do to make profit, the things that the company will do that are causing the company to make losses. You begin to provide solutions or suggestions. People will no longer see you as that junior staff. They will begin to see you as a manager because you are managing resources. But how many of us think that way? We've started the year. Everybody's back to work. And everybody will sit down and they are expecting appraisals to go well so that they can get promoted, so that they can get salary increase. That's all you're thinking about. It hasn't dawned on you that this is the start of a decade. It hasn't dawned on you that 10 years from now, where do you see yourself and what do you see yourself becoming? It hasn't dawned on you. What is primary to most of you right now is how will appraisal go? How will my appraisal go? Because um, I need to get an increase. Um, I need, you know, with that increase or a promotion, many of them or many of you are sitting down, you need a promotion. Promoting you to what? To obscurity or mediocrity? Are you looking at a long-term view? Because it's your long-term that brings you into a medium to short-term view. When I started my career, there are two things that were very clear in my head. Number one, that I said that in five years, I set specific goals, a picture of excellence. This is what I see of me in five years, trusting God for grace. And three and a half years into my goals of five, I hit all on all on all the five that I put out. And so I had to recalibrate and I'll give myself another three years. And then three years, I said, I must go on international assignment. Little did I even know that I was going to leave the company I had worked with. But while I was at Guinness, I reset my, my goals. 
because the goals of the first five years from 1990, 1991 to 96, by 1994, everything had, had happened. I mean, the only thing that just nailed the last part of my expectation was having a child. And my son came on 1st January 1995. Now, guess what? If everything has come and fall in place, you must recalibrate and say, I'll give myself another three years. So what are the goals that I want to set? Number one, I want I must see myself as an international manager. I must go on international assignment. Number two, I must now manage a team. And number three, I will do what not not many people would like to say, but I must begin to be seen as one of the top 10 marketers in Africa. That was a goal I set for myself. Guess what? Did I go on international assignment? Yes, I did. But it was not necessarily with Guinness. That happened with the Coca-Cola company. Now, every other thing fell into place. How did I know that I was now stepping into the terrain of meeting that goal of being one of the top 10 marketers in Africa when I started getting offers, discussions, chats, interviews, people asking me, headhunters saying, we have a role for Africa marketing director, Africa this, Africa that. Then at that point, I knew that I had started living and breathing as someone who could walk or step into the role, a continental role like that. Is that how you are looking at your career? And then let me ask you as a businessman, do you see your business having a turnover five times more than it is today? Or you're just going to roll into 2020 and say we have started again. You're already pulling your staff together. What is the message to your staff, business owner? What is the message to your colleagues on the board? What is your message to your partners? Fuel all of them with an entrepreneurial spirit. Let them become the company's entrepreneur. What that means is that every one of them you groom, as they are sitting down and watching through their careers, they are also embracing the spirit of entrepreneurship. And as they become intrapreneurs in your business, they will begin to take on new challenges, they will begin to move ideas forward, and then they will lead new developments. They will own it. Ownership is the bane of businesses today. Many people don't take ownership. Why? Because it's not my business. We all shrug it off. Many people don't take ownership of their careers. They depend on the company. Many people don't take ownership of their careers. They are waiting for the company to train them. Why must you wait for the company to train you? Does the company know where you are going? If you don't have a destination, the company will give you an address to go to. They will just send you on errands. But if you have a destination and they come to you and say to you, ID, we want you to go to Shogunle and your destination is Ikeja, you're going to say to them, sorry guys, my destination is Ikeja and not Shogunle. And they'll say, okay, we want you to go to Shogunle, make it your first pass and we'll take you to Ikeja. And you say to them, well, how long am I going to stay at Shogunle? And they tell you six, six months. You say it's too long. You begin to negotiate from a point of strength. I would rather stay in Shugula for a month because I want to get to Ikeja. But if you have not thought about a destination called Ikeja, you will turn to anywhere Belefis. So they tell you go to Shogunle, you go to Shogunle. You are just a mere errand boy or errand girl or at best a pauper or a puppet being pushed by the puppeteer. 
is that sustainable? The answer is no. And if it is not sustainable, then let me say to you what you need to do. You need to make way and join us at the conference, January 25th, 2020. It's a business and leadership conference. These are the kinds of things we're going to be discussing because they have to do with your life, they have to do with your career, they have to do with your work, and they have to do with businesses. If you doubt, all I'm saying, give it a trial. Just go to www.blc.ng. you got the details there. I'm not here to fan into the details. I can say a bit more on the second half, but on this part of it, I'm just letting you see that deliberateness and intentionality is going to make us better people in this new decade than we were in the last decade, and it starts now. I'll be right back. Don't go away. Just remember that one thing that you need is to fix you, and when you fix you, then you become a fixed character that begins to make the nation walk on the path of productivity. We'll be right back. This is Navigate with ID. Welcome back, friends. It's Navigate with ID. And just in case you're just um, joining us, just happen to tune in to this beautiful station, I bid you welcome. Um, we've been talking about um, the subject of intrapreneurship. And this is within the context of the theme, building a sustainable future. And that really sits around um, business. It sits around career. And when you talk about business, we're looking specifically at micro, small, medium entrepreneurs and the kind of things they need to do um, to grow not just their businesses, to, to make it sustainable. And then inbuilt in that is the ability to let those that are employees or career-minded um, in such organizations to embrace the spirit of entrepreneurship. And that's where we have the word intra, which is more internal, and also entrepreneurship. And then entrepreneurship is a fusion of both worlds. So an entrepreneur is a company's entrepreneur. We also deduce that this person does not have to be at the executive level of the organization. However, the entrepreneur will, when given the leeway, take on new challenges, move ideas forward, and lead new developments. And entrepreneurs with that attitude and culture will open up the possibility of new projects. So we are basically saying to every business owner, no matter how small, if you're working with people and they form the crux of your team, now I'm talking about people who employ from as little a number as five, three, from three, I beg your pardon, to whatever number, you find that those people that work closely with you, whether they are three, five, ten, twenty, you must get them to embrace the culture of entrepreneurship. And when they become entrepreneurs, it allows your business to grow. It's a culture that would, of essence, bring people into a space where they think like you, they act like you, and you go in a joint partnership mode, they would always recognize that you are the owner of the business. But in their own parlance, they will also be fulfilling the desires and objectives of their career. In the process, we will be grooming business owners because businesses sit around partnership. In the past, many companies were controlled and run by the owners and executive members. That was a norm in the past. 
But I know that in recent times, there's been some kind of uh, rethink in terms of approach. And in today's market, customers demand more all the time. So it's important that an entrepreneurial culture encourages employees to bring forward new ideas and concepts. So if you want your business to survive, if you want your business to stand out in this decade, you must start from now to put in that spirit. It's a way to drive sustainability. By encouraging people to become entrepreneurs, your business, your organization will see a lot more favorable results. I dare tell you that there are many reasons why companies succeed and fail. As companies grow, they often lose sight of their core values and they lose focus on the customer. They forget the man or the woman who of necessity keeps them in business. You know, I like the philosophy of management. The philosophy of management brings certain things to bear. The first thing it brings to bear is accountability. The second thing it brings to bear is ownership. The third thing it brings to bear is responsibility. These three words look so much together in the same way, but they mean different things. If an employee is accountable, he sees himself as the ultimate driver who will be held for something. If an employee takes ownership, he sits in a space where he believes that the rise and fall of that business and that action or that space will depend on him. When an employee sits in a place of responsibility, it's about loyalty and commitment. When you have all of this embedded into a certain culture of intrapreneurship, that organization will not only have an edge, it will come from a place where there was no edge, regaining its edge, and ultimately slapping past competition. Do you know what used to happen in the past? Let me give you a sense of those that thought they were entrepreneurs. In the past, many business people wanted to control their companies alone. Like we say, it's a one-man business. You know, in Nigeria, we call it, it's a one-man show. And they did not trust others to think of new ideas. The only people that had the, the authority to think was the ogre, the owner, or the wife. Or a family member who he puts in there and calls him GM. Many times when you find a one-man business, the man has a title chairman. Everybody calls chairman. And when you hear chairman, the GM attaches himself to chairman. And the GM will be a brother, sister, father, younger uh, friend of somebody's relation. Always mixed in the, you know, melee of family and everything. That was the past. One other thing you find in the past is these people did not believe that others had their company's best interests at heart. Why? Because they didn't trust them. So when you don't trust people, you don't entrust them with responsibility. And when you don't entrust them with responsibility, they will not take ownership. And when they don't take ownership, you can't hold them accountable. You see how the reverse order comes? And that's why it's important that you want to build your business in 2020 and beyond. I want to give you one big tip. Start grooming entrepreneurs so that you will work in the present. You will become a business owner that has now realized that in order to keep up with the ever-changing environment, 
you need to encourage your employees to come up with new ideas. The best, best actions, the best solutions come from the shop floor. They never come from the top. That's why it's called democratic centralism. That's why if you have a manufacturing facility, it's the boys on the floor that can tell you what to do to recalibrate the engines to give you optimal utilization. But if you think they are non-entities, they will continually obey you and they will never come up with ideas to help you drive efficiency. What happens? Your cost will continually go up and you just wonder why you are not breaking even. Please, Mr. Micro, Small, Medium Entrepreneur, Mr. Business Owner, Mrs. Business Owner, think about the guys on the floor. Think about the guys in the middle. Think about the guys at par. Make them feel special. It just means that you have to change your structure. It means you have to change your process. And everybody has to embrace change. Embracing change leads you into the future. What is the future? The future is the information age that expands and is based on the use of the internet. Call it technology. Today, you and I can better share ideas thanks to the internet, thanks to the information age. Today, you and I do not have to go through the rigors of having to transplant words, figures by going through a manual process. There is something called applications that are embedded in little devices as little as mobile phones. And so that future is now. Successful companies that are embracing change and are empowering their employees to be more creative provide these tools to help challenge their processes and make them more efficient. So if you're wondering how you're going to make it, then you have to sit back and look at the context of how your business is run. Now think about one of the ads that I love, um, and I'll, I'll say this because it's it's an MTN ad where you have this um, lady from my part of the country who was employed, and then Madame has her in that store, and because she had come in, she had data, she had a phone, she automatically turned the business around and drove a lot more service. And Madame had a lot more throughput and there were a lot more customers and revenue grew. Whilst there was some other employee, same colleague, who did not have an idea of what was going on. But at the end of the day, Madame promoted the lady who had who added value to the business, brought a lot more customers, brought a lot more revenue. You know why? Because that Madame was a wise woman. She more or less created an intrapreneur. That is the lesson from that ad from MTN. And then, what then happened? She now said to the other employee who came in at the same time with the other girl who had not embraced the change, the future, the today of creative usage of the mobile phone and applications to go under tutelage with the one who had embraced it. That's how progressive businesses will be. If you do not think in that, guys, then you don't have anybody to blame but yourself. Don't sit in 2020 and wonder, oh, I have to do things the way I used to. I don't need to hear or think about anybody. No, it is not going to help you. It's about making connections. Making connections means that you must step out of your comfort zone. Stepping out of your comfort zone does not mean that you should run around and start thinking in the guise of, I have arrived. No. 
what entrepreneurs do. Entrepreneurs are similar in nature to their external counterparts. Entrepreneurs. You must think and have drive. You must want to make change. You must be motivated by making the business you work for, the company, move on the stride of value. You must be seen as someone who's providing thought leadership. On the other part, you, as the owner of the business, you must always do one thing. Ensure you create freedom within a framework. Stop gagging your people. Don't put them and gag them and say you can't speak. What would make your entrepreneur stick? It will be fine that entrepreneurs will have perseverance. Perseverance is a characteristic of an entrepreneur. What are the other characteristics? Creativity, being well-connected, knowledge of the environment, willingness to challenge, ability to persevere, being action-oriented, being a risk-taker, and more importantly or most importantly, being open-minded. So today, my dear friends, as you listen to me, I know that many of you are the threshold of combining both business and career, or career in business, or both. How would you pick your team? This is the place to look at your team. You must have a team of intrapreneurs. You possibly have a manager, and they will become team managers. But somebody must sponsor this motion to make it law and to implement it. That person may, of necessity, be in senior management. Who is senior management? Is a visioner. Who is senior management? Is a man that can look at it and say, where is my business going to be in the next 10 years? And at the same time, as he sees that or has a vision of 10 years, the entrepreneur working for him, the manager working for him, the team members must also see their careers being painted to them. That today, that you are a junior officer, in 10 years, you are going to be a director. There is no reason why that man will not give you his arm and the leg in terms of commitment. But when you don't paint that picture, what happens? The house never gets beautified. It gets dilapidated, and as it does, it goes on from devalue to devalue. God forbid. That is why we have sessions like this, and we are starting the year on a good note. To say to everyone that cares to listen that if you do not plan to do the things that you've done as a result of the vision you have, then the chances are you're going to be walking in the dark. I want to safely appeal to every one of you to ensure that 2020 does not just become that year that you've only sat back and said, Happy New Year. What is going to be happy about your year starts from now. It starts from the chances that you have now, it starts from the choices you're going to make because there will be consequences. When you and I are reviewing 2020 and starting the birth of a new decade, we must be saying that in this first tranche, the first 10% of the whole 100% has been extremely glorious by the grace of God. God has given us immeasurable grace. We need to begin to step into it differently. But if you can't step into it with a mindset change, you will have a mind trap. And once your mind is trapped, there's a problem. And so I want to seize this opportunity to once again invite you and ask that 
be a part of the business and leadership conference that we are putting together as corporate shepherds in conjunction with Lagos Talks. We are putting that beautiful conference together and we are having five great speakers. The first speaker is my former boss and mentor, Mr. Ekunife Okoli, who will be coming in from the United Kingdom. is our international guest speaker. Mr. Okoli, if you want to, for lack of a better word, is a former Diageo, that's Guinness, uh, managing director of Guinness Africa Markets. Um, that was that was a role he had. And then if a man has run markets and, in Africa and also had an extensive uh, career over three decades, I think is the kind of man that you want to listen to tell you about building a sustainable future. We also have uh, Dr. Vitos Ezinwa, great guy, great HR expert, is one man that I respect so much because he has a great balance of business, life, and career uh, dimensionalization. So, Vitos will be there. I have Mrs. Ini Abimbola. She is a CEO of um, Thistle Praxis, and she is an amazing um, Amazon of sustainability. Um, whether you look at Lagos Business School, Harvard, and Every of these spaces that have to do with sustainability, she's a voice that is heard internationally and very well appreciated. And um, we also have um, Mr. Tokwe Pukwala, who is an author, writer, is a pastor and a life coach. This is one man that carries so much grace because he's a coach of coaches. He's one of my mentors and a coach, a personal coach, and you don't want to miss him talk to you within the career and life coach sessions alongside Vitus. And of course, yours truly, I'll be there as a host and also um, the convener of this conference. Now, this conference is going to hold on the 25th of January, uh, the last Saturday of the month. What do we require from you? It's very simple. Just go to the website, www.blc.ng. What kind of shape would it take? It's going to take a shape. It's a full-day conference starting from 9 to 4 p.m. We are going to start 9 on the dot. 9 on the dot, we are kicking off. At best, you can say there will be five minutes of grace, and the five minutes of grace, assuming that the microphone does not uh, kick off, but we will kick off at 9. And uh, we trust God to keep us all through the seven uh, hours plus that will be there. But the first segment is what we call the plenary session. This plenary session where our guest speaker, uh, Mr. Kohli, uh, will expound our horizon to see what building a sustainable future means and the buckets that you unfold. That session is going to take us from 9 to 12, and at 12, we'll take a break, and that break is to allow people that have come for plenary only to leave, and for those that are staying for the mastery clinics, they will then have lunch, they will go for a lunch break, and immediately after lunch, a few minutes to one o'clock, we'll kick off the two mastery classes. Now, at that point, people are going to go into two different clinics. One, if you are a business owner, if you are an aspiring business owner, if you are a micro, small, or medium entrepreneur, I'd advise you to take on the business mastery clinic because there you're going to be meeting Mr. Coley and Mrs. Abimbola. But if you, on the other hand, you're going through some tumultuous time, in defining your career and purpose and you're not having your work, your life in a balance and you need this functional, sustainable way to make that happen, then you need to be in the career and life clinic. Both sessions will be running concurrently 
and you need to make a choice of either or. When you go to any of these clinics, each of them will bring together a session that will be practical. The discussions will be very practical, very interactive, and you will come there to ask questions that are pertaining to you as an individual. And each of these experts will be able to give you some guidance that will help you as you go on the journey. Now, we will then wrap up the entire space somewhere in there. By the way, I forgot to mention that the Institute of Marketing Nigeria, the president of the Institute of Marketing Nigeria, uh, Mr. Tony Agiamome, will have a special time during the plenary sessions to let you all see the importance of the Institute of Marketing and how marketing is business and business is marketing. Not just that. May I submit to every one of you that will attend the business clinics or the career clinics, you'll be getting a certificate that is endorsed and certified by the Institute of Marketing Nigeria, which tells you that, hey, business is life and life is business. Whatever we do, we need to have some guiding light. We need some people to take the take the cue, to take us on the staff, to take us with the direction to enable us move well. And that's the whole picture that we want to paint for you. And then from that moment, you will be unveiled into a world that will create interventions for you. Whether you're a businessman or you are a career-minded person, there will be interventions that will be unveiled at that conference. And you can steadily see how progress can be made by choosing the right people, the right mentors, and also the right coaches. All of this will be made available to you all you need to do is, again, just go to www.blc.ng. Um, that's the website. Register and make payment. The platforms are there, um, and it's very easy. If you only want to attend the plenary, that one is just 5000 You come in for three hours and you go home. But if you want to be there 9 to 4, there's a discounted fee of, of 30000 naira, and that in itself gives you access to everything. So, friends... I look forward to welcoming a lot of you there because this is the crux of everything that we need to build an equitable and just marketplace. I believe with all of my heart that the vision that is laid in my heart, that God will make it come to fruition because Nigeria must begin to put together business leaders who would stand strong, work ethically, be responsible, take ownership, not just in their businesses, in their families, in what they do, and ultimately, the average Nigerian will begin to see productivity. Productivity will not come until people rise up to take ownership. I think it's time for you to decide what do you want to do to make your life have a meaning. I think it's time for you to ask yourself, who am I within the context of the next 10 years? I think it's time for you to begin to say to yourself, what is a picture of success in 10 years' time? If you don't have that picture right now, there's nothing that will be driving you all but others, all but the environment. I believe with all of my heart that this lineup of experts and then put that side by side with what you get to hear on Navigate with ID, by the grace of God, will help you not just navigate through life, but stand strong as a pillar. Every one of you should understand that you are pillars in the making. Let me tell you my understanding and construct of building a pillar. And this is what drives what I do and how I do it. First and foremost, I want to lay it bare that you wonder that this whole concept um, 
of shepherding, which is a core value of corporate shepherds, is taken along two dimensions. One is a big ship, and then there are lifeboats. What do I call a big ship? The big ship for us is this program, Navigate with ID. It's a big ship where I'm talking to you. You listen to me every Tuesday, Thursday, or on this beautiful station, or perhaps you listen to me on some other station on the days, Mondays through Fridays. There are several other stations that we are on right now um, across the country. If you listen to me in any of these formats, you are part of that, what, what I call that big ship because there's so many. I can't see you. I don't know you except you come close. However, we have created small lifeboats and that's what the lifeboat called Seven Tribes, the lifeboat called the Business and Leadership Conference. Those are lifeboats that will allow a smaller group of people that are intentional about building their lives, by building their careers, building their businesses, making themselves better than they were previously. It's at that lifeboat that contacts can be made. And so the fusion of bringing great men and women that form our faculty to sit there and help you go through the process. Never again would you say you are alone. Never again would you say you are ignorant. Never again would you say, I don't know what to do because you are given the permission to ask, not to be shy, and to understand that we are all there to build. When we take it from that nucleus, then guess what? It's the cell that keeps the body. And in no time, Nigeria will be saved, Nigeria will be changed, and Nigeria will become great again because you and I are taking responsibility from our little cell. That's the whole idea behind this, friends. So take nothing for granted, but that it's about building you, it's about building the organization, it's about building the country, and ultimately that every one of us will export values that will make Nigeria a greater country than ever before. I don't know what you think, I don't know what you can say, but there are entities like MTN that you will look at. When we started the whole GSM evolution, nobody believed that certain companies like MTN will bring so much value to our society. But look at MTN where it started and look at where it is today. There's no figment of our society that the brand is not. That's the same way you as a brand can get into the nooks and crannies of the society. It takes one day, it takes one week, it takes one month, it takes a couple of weeks into months, into years. And by the time you look at a decade and you look back and say, wow, it's about impact. But before you get impact, there has to be an intent. Are you intentional about anything this year? The first thing is direction. And direction is visioning. The second thing is intensity of the moment. If you do not take advantage of the intensity of the moment, you will be swamped by the travails of the environment. You don't want to be a puppet in this year. Rather, you want to be a director. You want to be able to hold your destiny in your hands and say, hey, I am what I am by the grace of God. Yesterday and the last night and tomorrow, I'm looking at myself as X, Y, Z. And by the grace of God, in this year of immeasurable grace, you'll get there. Don't let anybody kid you. I always use myself as an example. From a very humble background, from a small little hamlet or clan, and then if I take you to my village now, you're just going to say, how did this young man come out of this place? I didn't. I didn't just come out. I actually walked through. You know what it takes to walk through? 
it means that you need to have adequate parenting. And now is the time for you to know the place of family and to know the role of parenting. I'm not talking about giving birth. I'm talking about people helping you to morph you through to making you that great person you desire to be. So that's all I'm going to say to you, friends. Next week, we'll continue. I'm going to step into the arena of ethics. And I'm going to let you see how ethics is so integral to a sustainable future. God bless you. And thank you for listening. On a last note, do me a favor. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at IDYENANG. And perhaps if you have questions concerning the conference, just send a note to contact at blc.ng or send a note to contact at navigatewithid.com. This is Navigate with ID, brought to you by MTN.